What's up, guys? Welcome to a special episode of the FBU podcast. We're dabbling in something new today, and we're doing a QA version. It's called Ask, we're calling it Ask Vince. And um, essentially, what this is about is taking all the questions that I get and have gotten over the last you know, decade or so about running a gym and picking three of those questions and answering them for you. And so um, the reality of this whole thing is for the last five years, I have gotten on a call every Wednesday with the SPF Mastermind members. And we, I always will get on and I'll teach some kind of a lesson. But then the rest of the time, which is usually close to an hour, um, people will just ask questions. And these are some of the top gym owners in the country. And they ask like actually really good questions. And so what I've been doing in the last five years is taking all of the questions that they ask and writing them down. And so we have this massive bank of questions that have been asked over the last five years and still going today because we had our call as we record this. We had our Wednesday call uh, just yesterday. right? And so I'm constantly getting questions from mastermind members um, how to help them grow their gym, how to help them grow their business, how to help them manage their time and everything like that. And so I figured this would be a cool idea. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I got the idea from a guy named Andy Frisella, who's got a great podcast that I listen to regularly. And he's got a thing called uh, QAF. It's like Q answer. And I don't know what the AF stands for. I don't know if you know, Matt. Um, but I think you can do your own, make your own conclusion. Um so we just figured we'd give this a shot and see. And, you know, if Matt, uh, who's with me today, he completely sucks at asking the questions, then I'm going to replace him with someone else. But, you know, we'll give him a shot. And Matt is so – I have Matt joined uh, with me here today uh, to ask me the questions. And that's the only reason why he's here. He's basically just a body, a warm body that I needed to read a question off a sheet. Um, so, Matt, thanks All for right. being here. We're not ready to go yet. I just said thanks for being here. Well, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be the warm body asking questions for you. Good, good. Well, now that I have a, another warm body next to me, uh, Matt, um, why don't you tell everyone what you do uh, for this company? So what I do is I get everything that's going on in Vince's head about marketing, and I put it on a list, and I knock them out so Vince doesn't have to think about them anymore. And that includes all the email newsletters that go out, any social media posting that goes out, any podcasts that need uploading, and any marketing campaigns around events going on at SPF, at NCA, anything going on really in all of FBU or what is now, I believe, VGM. Yeah. And so uh, Matt is basically like my right hand. He sits uh, across the hall from me. And, you know, whatever comes to my brain that I want implemented, Matt will go out and do. So every email, if you're on my email list um, and you get emails from me, know that I write those emails in a Word document and then I shove them off to Matt and <laughs> Matt cleans it up and, you know, um, puts it in the. Now, I, I, I don't even know what we use to send emails. I don't know how to send an email. Nor do you need to. Yeah, and so, uh, but but Matt does all that for me, and and to be honest, it's a really helpful thing because it helps me just focus on the things that I'm good at. If you were to put me in a situation where I had to, you know, figure out the tech side of some of these things, I would not be very good at that. So, 
that's, um, you know, what Matt does. And he also does a great job of giving us, you know, uh, the metrics for our marketing to, to know, as I teach to you guys to do with your gyms, we do that the same thing for our consulting business, we're running ads and everything like that. And we're saying, all right, how is it going? How much are we spending? And everything that Matt gets me all that data. Um, so he works very closely with me. I'm often giving Matt um, a lot of assignments for marketing. I have him if, I, if there's a webinar I want to go on uh, and I can't go on it, I send Matt there and he takes notes for me and then downloads everything. Um, and then, you know, I have Matt uh, read books and go through courses because I want him to learn as much about marketing as possible because that's what we're doing here. Um, all day long. So that's why I asked Matt to come on uh, and ask me these questions. So we'll see how it goes. Now, here's if you want to submit a question, if you're listening to this and you want your question answered on this show, um, we're going to, well, I haven't delegated this to Matt yet, but Matt, I need you to go create an email called askvince at vincegabriel.com. And that's where you can send. And hopefully Matt's going to do that before you submit your question. And um, so if you want to send us a question, if you want to submit a question, just go uh, email it to askvince at vincegabriel.com. And we will get your question answered on the show. But for now, for the next several uh, episodes, what we're doing is taking questions that have already been asked on the SPF Mastermind Wednesday calls that we have and bringing them live here on the FBU podcast. So... Matt, what do you got for me today? All right. Well, one thing a lot of business owners, let alone gym owners, wonder about is how do I balance work and life? Because it follows them wherever they go. So they got to figure that one out. How do you balance work and life, Vince? Got it. Um, So balancing work and life. um, It's a very interesting concept. And I really think if you want a work-life balance that you should go get a job as a as a surfing instructor at Tourmaline Beach in San Diego, California, and work from eight in the morning to twelve in the afternoon, and do a couple surfing lessons, and then surf for the rest of the day, and then go home and live in your hut, and you'll and you can have a great work life balance where you do some work and you enjoy your life. Um, that's what my suggestion is for this question sounds like a plan got it okay (laughs) next question no i'm kidding (laughs) so um but essentially i think that this is kind of a little bit of a myth this whole work-life balance it's like i i don't know man when you run a business and you own it it kind of stays with you and matt your dad is a gym owner in the spf mastermind he's been in one of our you know best members for a really long time half a decade so you grew up it's an interesting concept that we have you here matt grew up in the, in the household of a gym owner, right? Your dad's been in this for over 25 years and your mom, Kathy, runs the gym with your dad. So you grew up with it. So you probably would understand this too. It's like, it's very challenging when you own a business and you put all of your eggs into this basket to just turn it on and turn it off. And it's kind of something that you sign up for when you... Um, when you sign a lease and go into business for yourself, you kind of sign up for it to be with you all, all the time. And that doesn't mean you can't have worth-like balance, but this whole you know, idea of you being able to just forget everything 
and go into this new world and new, I don't know if that's really possible. And I'd love to meet the people that actually do. And I think the people that are really successful, they, they, they don't fully turn it off, right? The people that are really, you know, going, but they also, they also know that it is not healthy to have no life at all. Right. And so I think a lot of the times the, um, the life stuff is so important to give yourself time for because some of the things that you do in life, right? Like going on vacations, like going, that is sometimes where your best business ideas come from is when you're actually not working, right? I know like a lot of my best ideas come when I'm working out, right? When I'm working out and I'm like, just like either walking outside or, on a good run and you know a lot of good business ideas come i'm not technically working at that time um but at at the end of the day i don't know if there's this magic switch that we can just turn it on and turn it off but i do know i do know that we can have specific tools and things that can help us and one of them is blocking time for what you would consider life stuff like, so for me, I consider life stuff, stuff I do with my kids, right? I, that's what I consider life stuff. Like, my, one of my most important duties as a dad is to take my son to jujitsu every Monday, Wednesday, sorry, Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. Like, I look at that, that is one of my most important jobs in my life is to bring my son to those things. And... There was a lot of times in the very beginning of having kids that I would, um, you know, say I'm going to take my daughter to this or say I'm going to do that. And I would randomly do it for a few weeks and then I would stop. And I would just say, hey, Vanessa, I got to work. Can you do this? Um, And it wasn't until I started putting things on my calendar that I started really being fully bought into the life stuff. Right. And so the example is every Monday, Thursday and Saturday, I've blocked on my calendar that I'm taking Joey to jujitsu and nothing ever, ever gets in the way of that. Right. There, there's no meetings scheduled during those times. There's no nothing scheduled during those times. It's like nothing can get in the way. It's, it's as important, if not more important than the Wednesday call that I do than recording this podcast. It's something that I've prioritized in my life. And so I think that if you want to have balance, what you may need to do is start building it into your life when you don't, wouldn't normally actually do it. The other thing to do is the more productive your days are, the more you will feel comfortable actually going into some of the life stuff. Right, And so if you go through a whole day and you feel like you never get anything good done, you feel like you're never finished and never done. And so it's harder for you to turn off and to go and do things with family. And, right? and so the more productive you are, the easier it's going to be to turn it off. And so the, the, ultimate, the ultimate tip in having a more productive day is to plan your day the night before. Right, and I talk about the daily planner all the time with the SPF Mastermind, but the number one thing that you can do um, to be more productive is intentionally decide what you're going to do before it starts. And ideally, what you're doing is finding three to five things that are going to be the biggest movers for your business and doing those three to five things. That's really where um, 
um, impact will come. That's where you'll make a big splash in your business when you can start, one, sitting down and taking time to decide what's most important for you to move your business forward. And hopefully those things are high-value activity things. Plan them to do them the night before and then go do them. Knock them out, knock them out, knock them out. And then after the the day that you do that, you will feel more comfortable going home. You will feel more comfortable engaging and doing other things, you know, and having more uh, of a life. But if your day is filled with distractions, if your day is filled with what I call fake work, um, if, if your day is filled with non-productive stuff, you're never going to feel done and you're never going to feel complete. Um, so part of that life part is having a more productive day at work. So that will be my couple insights on that question. Anything to add there, Matt? No. <laughs> no, that was pretty spot on. Yeah, I like that. So the next question Great then job, Matt. would be, what are the most important jobs as a gym owner? Because a lot of these people come from being coaches. They, you know, so they walk into the business owner role from a coaching mindset and everything all of a sudden starts to go directions they didn't expect. They go, well, what the hell am I doing here? I thought I was coaching. You're a business owner now. So what are the most important jobs as you step into that business owner role? Yeah, no, this is a good question. And I think that um, some of this depends on the stage that you're in. Right. If you're just starting out um, and as a stage one gym owner, um, your jobs are going to be different than if you're a stage three gym owner and you got a full team and you got a staff and you got a general manager running the show for you. Right. So some of it matters um, of where you are at what level is of what you need to do. Um, but there's something that can never be delegated um, as the owner. Right. And that is clarity on point A to point B. So that is clarity on where your business is right now and where you want it to go. You, you really can't outsource us. You can outsource the lead digital marketing. You can outsource the sales process. You can outsource the head trainer role. You can outsource the finances, right? But you cannot outsource clarity, having clarity on point A to point B. That is your job that's one of your most important jobs um, for a gym owner to do so part of it in terms of having clarity is embracing reality right and embracing what is real when I say point A is what is actually happening and I think a lot of business owners they go by feel they go by I feel like things are going good or I feel like, you know, our attention is good or I feel like our marketing is going to hit soon. And like, that is just like, uh, not a good way to run your business, uh, because you're running it based on your feelings and emotions, not on reality. And the way, you know, you run your business on reality is what do, what does the data say? What are the numbers looking like? What are the the leading indicators? Things like your leads, your conversion percentages. How many new members are you getting? Um, you know, the lagging indicators are obviously your financials and your 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 cash position and all of that, right? And but but I think that job number one is to really like but look at all right. This is where we are now, right? And this is where we want to go, right? And so point B is where do you want to go? 
And, you know, I know it's been hard with COVID to figure out where you want to go, right? It's like been like, oh, what do I want in five years? It's like, I don't freaking know. Like, what do I want to do in five years? And I, I always look like, uh, you know, I'm a I'm an EOS guy, and they, they have a beautiful system. It's like they have a couple, there's a one-year plan, right? And this is where we want to be in one year. And this is how much revenue we want to make in a year. This is how much profit we want to make in a year. And these are the things that we need to accomplish to make this happen. And it's simple, it's clear, and that's the model that, that, that I use for my companies. Um, but point B could be just what, what do we want to be in a year? You don't need to have this 10-year B-hack that everyone talks about all the time. It's like, maybe you don't know. That's okay. Right? But you do need to know where you want to be in a year. If you don't know where you want to be in a year, that's kind of like you're like a ship without a rudder. You're just kind of like wandering around. So decide on where you want to be in a year at, at, a, at a minimum, right, Matt? At a minimum. Like, and ideally, you got a three-year or something like you're looking out three years from now. Three years from now, you want to have two gyms. Or three years from now, you want to expand to another location or uh, whatever, right? But that is no, no one else is going to do that. So that's kind of like one of your most important jobs. One of your most important jobs is the clarity on what is reality, what's going on right now, and then where, where actually do we want to go. And part of your job, you know, a big part of your job is communicating that, communicating where you're going to your staff because, you know, hey, you know, that's another question I get a lot is how do you motivate staff and how do you keep people engaged and motivated? Well, it's hard to keep people engaged and motivated if they have no idea where this thing is going, right? If every day it's just this slog of like, oh, we're training people today. But if there's this clarity on, hey, this is, then you build excitement around where you're going and what you're doing, then people, you know, are, are really, really bought in. So I would say that that's, that's like a job you can't delegate. That's a job that you have at every point of your business, even when you're just starting out and you're one man band, you need to embrace reality where you are and you need to have some semblance of where, uh, what direction you're going in, um, from, from there. So that's really like what I'll say. There's obviously more jobs, um, that, you know, are very, very important, but for the sake of this, not becoming a really, really long podcast, um, I would say clarity on point A to point B, right? And um, obviously doing the things that need to be done to get there. Yeah. I mean, that one's a no-brainer, really, because when you're coaching somebody, when you're trying to even train yourself, I feel stronger, okay? Some days you're going to feel weaker. If you're trying to lift heavier weights, you're going to track your weights, right? Yeah. You're not just going to say, I feel good today. Because everyone knows some days you feel really good and all of a sudden you're putting up weights. You're thinking, what the hell is that? How did I put that up? And the next time you go to the gym, you're going to be like, wow, I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm lacking today. Yeah. Or if you're trying to lose weight, uh, you know, I'm not feeling so great today versus, wow, I feel super energetic today. I'm not tired. I got great sleep. That happens. You get those waves. But if you're yeah. keeping track of your numbers, why not do that in your business? The data today? is the truth teller of the business and uh my good friend mike waldron who's my cfo and the cfo to many gyms he's uh they call him the professor of harsh reality that's also what kennedy used to be called but waldron is he speaks in fact he does not speak in fiction and some of us live in fiction um based on what we want to have happen not what actually is happening all right question number three so you talk a lot about the marketing glove concept because a lot of people like to get into their squirrel marketing tactic, as you call it. 
So to avoid that, use your marketing glove. What should be in the marketing glove right now if you're a gym owner? Yeah, no, this is a great question. And I think that the marketing glove is so important. It is something that it de-risks, it de-risks, risks? It de-risks your business. Um, this is, it's good to have Matt here to make sure my grammar is correct, right? Because he edits all my, all my stuff, so he can edit all my, my verbal stuff, too. I edit in real time, um, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but it, it de-risks your business um, because now you have multiple ways. So for those that, that don't know the marketing glove, hopefully you know it by now, but the marketing glove is my symbolic um, symbol uh, that tells a gym owner to have multiple ways to generate leads. And the reason why you need this is because if you have only one way to generate leads, you you're, you're put your business at risk because if that one thing stops working, then you have nothing going on. So um, in my experience, I, I have a lot of people, they, they really just rely on one thing. They rely on referrals or they rely on a website or they rely on Facebook ads, right? And it weakens your marketing when you only have that one thing. So you, the, the marketing glove is this sim, symbolic thing that, that tells you you got to have five. Now, is that five is not like a, a hard fact, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a made up thing. And it's funny how some people took it so literally of like, oh, I must have five fingers or my business is going to implode. No, five is just a general rule of thumb. Um, ideally, you have five. If you have one right now, get to two. If you have two right now, get to three. If you have five right now, maybe you get to six, right? Um, but the reality is the more fingers on the glove that you have, um, the easier it's going to be to hit your lead goal. And right, your lead goal is what starts the whole thing. If the lead goal is off, everything else is going to be off too. Um, so you need this to be in check. And I, and I talk about this at length. Um, there's this whole thing on um, this whole... <laughs> I've created this new concept called if you switched it around, right? And Matt, let's say at your parents' gym, all of a sudden your dad said, hey, um, instead of you guys paying us to train here, we're going to pay you to train here. And if Great they made that switch, model. if they made that switch, I believe that your dad's gym would still run at a 1% attrition rate. <laughs> Think about that. If all of a sudden you switched it around and you started paying your clients to come to the gym instead of them paying you, you would still most likely lose 1% a month. Yeah. Yeah. Because of just, hey, it's going to happen. People are going to get injured. People are going to move away. So it's like the fact that it is so real that you're going to lose clients. You cannot rest on your laurels that you're going to lose nobody, right? And obviously, there's been this retention creep in the industry with things going. What used to be 3% is now 4 to 5%. So it's, it's, it's creeping up based on you know what's going on in the world and the recession and COVID and all of that, right? It's just people are transient more. And so that has shown in the retention rates. So um, that is why it's more important than ever to have multiple ways and protect your marketing. And so I believe that there should be um, five fingers on the glove. Two of them should be digital. Two of the fingers on the glove should be digital. Um, One should be a website and one should be Facebook ads. And that's a pretty kind of bold statement, but they're really like... I, you can't argue on the website one, Matt. You probably could argue on the Facebook one and saying like, oh, you should do social media, like whatever. But I just think like the majority of the people that follow me are doing some form of personal training. A lot of them work and target adults over 40. Those people are on Facebook, 
right? So you should market to where your clients are. If your clients are on Facebook, you should be running Facebook ads. And a lot of people are like, oh, I hate Facebook ads. They don't work. And like, it's, it's complete hogwash. Usually what doesn't work is your follow-up system doesn't work. Um, or you're just, you're running your own Facebook ads and not having an agency run them like Kiss or something like that, right? But the reality of it is um, two of the fingers on your glove should be what I call leads while you sleep fingers on the glove, meaning you don't need to do anything for your website to work. You don't need to do anything for your Facebook ads to work. You outsource that stuff and let other people do it, but you have two fingers on the glove, two forms of leads. Now, they're different, right? They're different, right? Lead Website leads are better than Facebook leads, but Facebook leads are going to be, you're going to get more of them, right? Um, so they're both have their value. Um, the, th- the, 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 the third finger on the glove, which is I call the thumb of the, ref- ref- of, the um, of the marketing glove, which is just called the referral machine. And the referral machine is the intentional things that you're doing to generate referrals. Not you get referrals. It's what activities are you doing in your business to generate more referrals? And I use the thumb because if you hold up your hand and you look at your hand, you have a lot of muscles in your thumb. It's a strong finger, right? And so the, um, the, the symbolic thumb is the referral machine because referrals will bring the best clients. You're going to get better clients from referrals than you are from Facebook, um, it's going to be easier to send to sign up. They're going to probably spend more money. They're probably going to stay longer. Um, so why not have intentional things that you're doing to generate those leads? So I would say that that's the, the one, the third finger on the glove is the uh, referral machine. And then the last two are more of internal uh, things that happen inside the business that are typically done by the owner or typically done by a marketing assistant or a marketing manager. Um, and that is uh, email marketing, which you know uh, I'm a big fan of, and that's sending good, valuable content to your list with a call to action to get them to do something. And then the second thing would be you know, joint ventures and community events where you're creating relationships with local businesses. So I believe that's, what sh- that's a really well-balanced marketing glove that is – you know, hey, we're leveraging the community, we're leveraging digital online, we're leveraging content based and the people in the seats that can provide good content. I think if you put a lot of effort and energy into those things, that you're going to have a really, really solid marketing plan that's going to outpace your um, attrition. Great. All right. Is that all three? That's all three. All right, guys. Well, those are our three uh, questions for today. Remember, if you want to ask us a question uh, for this specific uh, episode, go to askvince at vincegabriel.com and put your question in there, and we will answer it on the show. So hopefully you enjoyed this, and uh, do us a favor and uh, what is it? Leave us a review, or uh, what do they have to do? Yeah, just leave a review on, uh, on I think, Apple Podcasts allows for reviews and give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah, follow the show would be a good idea because when you follow the show, you actually get um, notifications, right? No, yeah. They get, no, they get notified when I, if yep. they follow the show? Yeah, we show oh, up in your feed. Cool. So you it's get great. a notification when we put out a new episode and everything like that. So just click follow show. 
and then we can hear from us uh, more. But uh, I want to thank my little partner in crime, uh, Matt. And it's kind of good. I kind of like the fact that you have the background of your dad owning the gym because you do have a lot of insight you know, into this in combination with all the marketing that you're doing uh, here from us. So um, maybe this won't be a train wreck and maybe this will be really good. Maybe not. It was fun. I like doing this. All right. Thanks for having me on here. All right, guys. Have a great day. Peace. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This way you'll get notified when we get new episodes come out. And if you really, really loved it, I'd truly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating. So thanks so much. If you're looking for more free stuff uh, from me, head over to vincesfreebook.com. You'll get a free copy of my marketing book. And just head over to vincesfreebook.com and I'll send you a copy. Thanks.